This is Scoreline Extra, the preview ahead of what is going to be a massive county final day in Kilkenny tomorrow. It's James Stevens going up against Shamrocks. The history between these two sides over the 50-year tenure of the Shamrocks, celebrating 50 years this year. These sides have had some titanic tussles. In recent times, James Stevens have fallen twice consecutively. The last two years at the semi-final stages at the hands of the Shamrocks. Go back to 2019, lost the final. Shamrock starting their five in a row dreams in 2018. James Stevens losing in 2017 to Dixborough. The hurt was real. You think back to 2011 and Owen Larkin's amazing, amazing performance in that final. They met in the mid-noughties. Just a huge history between those two sides. In today's episode, we're going to hear from both managers, Seamus Dwyer and Pat Hoban. We'll also hear from the last captain and last manager with James Stevens to lift the Tom Walsh Cup in the form of Jackie Terrell and Niall Rigney. And also the last manager for Shamrocks to lift the cup with Middleton's James O'Connor. We're going to start things off with the managers though. Pat Hoban caught up with Eddie Scally and Seamus Dwyer. Andrew, welcome back to Friday Night Scoreline with myself, Eddie Scally in the hot seat and as promised before the ad break I said we were going to move all our attentions towards this weekend's senior hurling final and I'm delighted to be on, joined on the line by Ballyhale Shamrocks manager Pat Hoban. Pat, thanks a million for taking my call this evening. Pat, it's Ballyhale Shamrocks going for five in a row. It's Pat Hoban in his first senior final as the manager of Ballyhale Shamrocks. How are the nerves? Uh, excited, I suppose. Looking forward to it, yeah. So, uh, oh, it's great to be involved uh, in any final and obviously to be involved in the Kilkenny senior final. It's, it's, it's fantastic, yeah. And yourself, Pat, I suppose, in a week like this week, the, the, the biggest concerns uh, for most managers will be getting a team onto the field fully fit and, and, and carrying no knocks you've had a six day turnaround now seven day turnaround ahead of this weekend's final how, how is that injury front with Ballyhill? It definitely makes it a bit more challenging I suppose you know really the week is about recovery and as you say just to try and get players back on the pitch um, you know we've, we're carrying a few knocks we're doing a few players but uh, we give everybody as, as good a chance as possible to get on the field and just on that Pat I suppose it, consistency is key as well like when you're winning games these things are momentum is, is super but sometimes you'd like a bit of a break obviously you know the unfortunate circumstances led to Ballyhale having to play week on week you know does this give James Stevens a bit of an advantage or does it give Ballyhale an advantage or, or how do you read that yourself I'll tell you Sunday evening I suppose that's the reality but um, look you know the two week break would be nice going up to a final I suppose for to be fair for committees and people organising bits and pieces it is all a bit rushed but you know the, ultimately for the players for ourselves I suppose it's, it's it's about what we do on the pitch so as I said Sunday we'll answer that question and this season as well I've kind of noticed there's been, there's been a very consistent level of performance from Ballyhale you know in, in previous years Ballyhale may have started a little bit slower um, you know earlier in the league championships and whatnot. but you seem to have had kind of a very steady run through the championships was that something that you looked at at the start of the year and said that you needed to address or was it just by design as, as the way it worked out 
Yeah, no, look, to be honest, as a management team, you're coming in and obviously, you know, you're under pressure to get wins and, and, and try and get a bit of performance and momentum going. Um, you know, they're, they're a very lucky club. I suppose they had eight guys involved in the Kenny Senior panel. So that's a lot of players to have away from from the field. And uh, then they come back and obviously you have to give them a bit of time to, to reintegrate and give lads a bit of a rest. So I like, you know... Even though we, we'd have a tight panel, we actually used 27 players in the league championship, which is a huge number of players for a small club. But uh, we tried out a lot, a lot, a lot of players, and not that we tried out, we had no choice. We had to play them. So you know, it's a, it was good for the for the panel as well to get game time into into the extended panel. And um, obviously, as the county boys came back into it, then they came back into the team as well. And just 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 from your own experience, Pat, like you know, obviously you've been around and you've you've managed a number of teams, and you've but bringing eight county players back into a fold where you've probably been training for three, maybe four months without their presence, you know, is that something seamless that Ballyhale have done over the years, so they're just used to the system, or was it something you found tricky yourself? Yeah, no, to be fair to the lads, it is something they're very used to here in Ballyhale. Um, yeah, it, it, as, a, as a management team, I suppose you've got to be patient. You know, you could get yourself uh, worked up there in those months in, in, in uh, June, July, you know, and you could say we're, you're training with small numbers. No, the trick was to be patient. You know, they're coming back. Uh, and obviously, when you get that number of quality players coming back into the pitch, it raises all the standards in general. The other two players that I'll talk about coming back into the folds, um, without question, my favourite player in Club Hurling and in Hurling in general, Colin Fenley, and of course Joey Holden as well, returning from the States. Um, big welcome, I'd say, for the two boys coming back. It was a great addition as well, two massive club men. Oh yeah, absolute leaders in the club. <clears throat> um, yeah, Colin was probably always coming back. Uh, Joey wasn't quite as certain, to be honest. Um, you know, he really wasn't coming back right up on, on, until the week that he, that he hopped on that plane. And I'm sure he's delighted to be back now. Delighted to be back hurling, and obviously uh, with his family situation as well. It was great that he was he was he was home for that unfortunate situation. But uh, no, they're a huge boost to the boys. They're genuinely massive leaders both on the field and in the dress room so yeah delighted to have him back and then just focusing specifically on this weekend's game looking at previous games that I've seen in the championship the one that stood out to me most was the Clara game where Clara seemed to set up quite deep um, to try and curtail your, your your really powerful forward line but it was your half back line that stood out for me that day that the lads um, coming up and getting the scores from 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 the wing back positions Evan and, and I think it was Derek Corcoran got a couple of points as well or one of the Corcorans got a couple of points coming up from the half back line is, you know, is that the type of game you think could be happening again on Sunday do you think James Stevens might sit deep um <laughs> The, um, look, I suppose teams do set up a bit defensively against Ballyhale. Yeah, we all know they have, they have very, very strong forwards. But, uh, you know, the modern game, we, we were very conscious of Clara. Clara get a huge amount of their scores from distance as well. They had a lot of very long-range strikers. So we were conscious of, of, of um, crowding that area and making sure they weren't getting shots away as well. But as you said, you know, we got strong half-backs there. Evan Shefflin, Richie Reid, Derek Harkin, they're all well able to hurl and all well able to score from distance. So look, if it's on, it's on. And if, uh, I suppose what we're trying to encourage them to do, with, you know, not stupid shooting, just try and use the ball well. And if, it's, if they feel they can get a score, don't be afraid to have a pop. 
And th- the other thing, I don't know if you've looked at this, and I'm sure you have, because I'm, I'm sure you're a bit like myself in the sense that you try and, and have every base covered. But I looked at the weather forecast again this morning on my way in, and then I looked at it again just before I made the call to you. And there's a, quite a strong chance of really heavy rain and, and, and very blustery conditions during the game in Nolan Park. Is that something you have to prepare for I know you can't turn around tonight and ask them all to stand there with power hoses on the side of the field in Ballyhale but is, is, is it something that you try and prepare your team for mentally even yeah look I suppose to be fair uh, we've been very lucky this year I think the bulk of the matches have taken place in very very good weather and pitches have been remarkably good yeah uh, you can be sure we've been watching the weather and all of that as well and Sunday does look to be uh, definitely a change in it look once you cross the white line you get out there <clears throat> just make sure you wear the right boots I suppose take a bit of put an extra bit of toweling on your hurley or have have, have pieces on the sideline that can help but other than that once you cross the line you just got to get out there and do it no, I don't think the weather really matters and, and the final question I put to you Pat there because I don't want to be pressing you too hard and I know you've trained it tonight as well but you know Ballyhale are going for five in a row it has never been done in Kilkenny hurling and they're also looking at I think levelling up with Tullerone with their, in the role of honour for senior championships is that you know does does that weigh on the minds of players at all do you think the players in their back of their own minds are thinking we have a chance here to make history you know we can get this five in a row we can level with Tullerone is that you know people say oh we just concentrate on the one is, th- is that really the case or do you think this is something in the back of players minds ah, look, to, be, to be wrong to say that they're not aware that they're going for five in a row of course they are they're only, they're only human but to be fair as a group of players you know, they're used to success, they're used to pushing forwards, they're used to setting very high standards and ambitions for themselves. So, look, Sunday is one game, and if they're lucky enough to win it, yeah, they go into the history books, but it's, you know, it's not it's not the be-all and end-all for this particular group, they just want to win. And as I said before, there's guys on this team and panel who've never won a medal, so, you know, there's always a reason to push on and, and get, get that cup again. Pat, on that note, all we can do here from KCLR is to wish you, your management team and all the lads at Ballyhale Shamrocks the very, very best of luck in what we think will be a titanic tussle on Sunday and may the best team win. Yeah, please God. Thanks That's very much, Eddie. Cheers. Super. Thank Thanks a million. That is, of course, Pat Hoban, Ballyhale Shamrocks hurling manager, preparing for this weekend's senior hurling final. And after the break, we'll be catching up with the James Stevens management team. And you're very welcome back to Friday Night Score. I'm with myself, Eddie Scally, and we are still keeping all our focus on this Sunday's club senior Kilkenny hurling final. And I'm delighted to be joined on the line by, I'm sure, a very excited James Stevens hurling manager, Mr. Seamus Dwyer. Seamus, thanks a million for taking the call. No bother, Eddie. No problem. Seamus, uh, if I'd have rang you up, I'd say, six weeks ago and said to you, we'd be interviewing you on the Friday night before the senior hurling final. Would you have said I was mad or were you the one person that thought James Stevens were going to turn it around? Oh, let's say I was one of maybe a, a large group of people that hoped we turn it around or thought we turn it around. Like we've been, you know, knocking around the latter stages of this championship for the last couple of years. So I know our league form had been, you know, indifferent, but I think there was always a belief in the group that if we if we could turn a corner that we were good enough to definitely be there thereabouts and was there any point you know in, in it because it's been you know the relegation you kind of ended up at that at the start of that but was, was it winning that relegation semi-final that kind of was the catalyst to kick it kick the group on was it that's all it needed was just one you know one win to, to, to drive the group yeah I suppose like we, we kind of stumbled through we, we found a little bit of form coming towards the last two league games we 
lost to a Lachlan's and Bixborough in kind of tightly enough contested games and you know it, it kind of set us up for a couple of, of weeks decent training and then obviously look that was a that was a huge game and a pressure game against Liz Downey and thankfully we came through that and we've kind of improved kind of incrementally since then I suppose and, and, and that's probably put us where we are today or, or, or Sunday should I say yeah no and like, like in fairness and I can see that like you know and I, and I know that from speaking to other analysts and you know we'd have Adrian Ronan on and he'll be on again tonight and you know he constantly referred back to the fact that you know James Stevens are still a class team it's just going to take a little bit of a, a jolt to get it going and and the group themselves I'm sure at, at different stages in, in the season heads were down and whatnot. but like you've, you've, you've a superb backroom team there with you and you've a lot of experienced players I'm sure there was enough leaders in that dressing room to keep everybody's heads up and keep everybody pushing forward Ah yeah absolutely look there was no like there's no magic formula to this thing like it just required everybody to put their shoulder behind the wheel and keep kind of pushing until it turned a little bit and, and thankfully it did you know and the semi-final itself inside there at that game it was it was it was an absolute cracker obviously you know the city rivalries are always going to come to fore but the game itself was was an absolute brilliant game but one of the players that stood out for me on the day you know that nearly picked the team up by the scruff of the neck a bit was Connor Brown you know how, how big a player has Connor been for this group this year? Ah massive yeah like Connor had struggled a little bit earlier on in the year with some injuries and he missed most of last year with a with a bad hamstring injury and you know he, he came back and picked up a couple of other knocks um, in, in the earlier rounds of the league and, and missed some games but Look, look, massive! Like he's he's a he's played in two All Ireland Senior hurling finals with his county. Like he's a he's a massive part of our squad. And then obviously you've Keen Kenny there as well as a strong member of 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 the Kilkenny panel and, and a big player. But you know, right across the pitch, you know, I I I've, I've always enjoyed watching James Stevens play. Luke Scanlon inside in the corner, another player that I've you know I'd, I'd always find stands out in games. But for you yourself, you know, watching these players evolve and as the season has kicked on, you know. You know, you must have just got a real kick and a real buzz out of winning games like that Dixborough game coming out the right side of a big tight, you know, City Derby in a semi final. I absolutely like, and, and we we fought hard against Dixborough, and we had to because you know, obviously Dixborough like a quality team, and like it, it took us, you know, it took all our effort and it took a monumental effort in the second half to try and turn the thing back around when it looked like maybe we had when we'd relinquished kind of a, a, a three point lead or a four point lead to go three or four points down with maybe ten minutes to go, so. Look, absolutely, and I suppose the the performances and and the form of some of the guys has just turned through their own will. You know what I mean? It hasn't been any there hasn't been any secret formula or anything like that. Like the guys have just consistently worked hard over the last number of weeks to try and put ourselves in a in a position that we can go and have a have a crack off winning a championship. Like you know, and and it's look, it's it's a brilliant position to be in and it's a brilliant predicament and I'm sure there's 10 other clubs in Senior Hurling in Kilkenny that would love to be in the, in the shoes that you're in but you're facing into what is a massive massive task in taking on a team that's going for five in a row in Senior Hurling Championships probably one of the best club hurling outfits of all time you know when you when you look at the battle that's coming up for you that you know where do you see you know these games being won and lost do you, you know is it going to be just shoulders to the wheel and everybody at 120% or is there a magic bullet that's going to help us do this oh, no, there's no magic bullet anyway <laughs> and if, if there is one I, if you can tell me where you can get it I'll, I'll take it um, but no it, it's it's just it's it's who shows up in the day like the Kilkenny Hurling Championship in my experience of it and I'm, I'm involved in it a few years down here like if, if you're off on a day you know and if you don't arrive on a day fully ready any of the 12 senior teams can, can win like you know and we would see ourselves as being 
very, very competitive and we would see ourselves as being ready for this game. And the, one of the questions I posed to Pat Hoban when I was speaking to him earlier on was the weather conditions on Sunday. It does look like the weather is going to take a turn for the worst on Sunday around about 2 o'clock. So it does look like it could be quite windy, heavy rain, whatnot, you know, is there any way that you're able to prepare for that yourselves or, you know, what's your own thought process when you, you're kind of looking into a game like that? I mean, sometimes the weather can be, bear a big balance on a game, you know, it can take the the exciting hurling out of it. But for yourselves, is that something that you're going to prepare for or, or t- even talk about tonight? Ah, no, not really, no. To be honest with you, like, I, I don't think if the weather comes as, uh, I know they're, they're talking about wind and rain, like, I don't think that suits any hurling team. Like, well, you know, Ballyhale and ourselves were too we're two hurling teams so I don't think those conditions necessarily would lend itself to to anybody um, but it's it's definitely not a crutch or it's not something we're looking towards or an advantage in any way it's kind of to be honest with you at this stage it's kind of irrelevant Yeah okay and then the other question and if, if I didn't ask it, it it would be asked to me why I didn't obviously Brian is, is, is an integral part of your backroom team but for yourself as a young manager you know getting in cutting your own teeth driving on and, and, and progressing in the game Having somebody like Brian Cody in your back room, like what does that do for you? Look, it's a big advantage to the club. You know what I mean? It's a big advantage to the team. Um, he has huge experience, and along with John and Peter and Joe and the other guys involved, like you know, everybody is selfless with their time and selfless with their enthusiasm and, and throwing their lot in behind the team. So, look, a, a huge advantage, like a huge advantage to, to to the group. And like Brian is a is a club man first. I've said that before, and and you know. He's a village man to the, to the core and I'm delighted to have him involved. Okay, so as I suppose there's no more questions. I'm going to have to let you do your, 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 your talking on the pitch Sunday. From everybody here in KCLR, Seamus, we just want to wish you the very best of luck, your whole backroom team and, and all the boys going out there to hurl on Sunday. I'm sure they're going to put on a, a wonderful show and a great showpiece for Kilkenny Hurling. But congratulations for, so far and the very, very best of luck to, to everybody associated with James Stevens and Sunday's game. Thanks very much. Thank you. That's brilliant. That is, of course, Seamus Dwyer, manager of James Stevens' senior hurling team, who is undoubtedly very excited about the task ahead as they face Ballyhale Shamrocks in Sunday's senior hurling final. And we're going to take another ad break there. Now, welcome back to Scoreline. I'm delighted to say that I'm joined by Kilkenny hurling legend Jackie Tyrrell as we continue to look ahead to the county final tomorrow between James Stevens and Ballyhill Shamrocks. The nine-time All-Ireland winner was the captain of the village the last time they won the Tom Walsh Cup in 2011 when they defeated Sunday's opponents by eight points in a replay. Jackie, how are you, sir? I'm good, Shane. How are you? Absolutely buzzing for it. Firstly, Jackie, is it fair to say that James Stevens are the underdogs heading into this game when you're inside a camp ahead of a, such a big occasion? How do you use that kind of underdog tag to your advantage? Yeah, without a doubt, Shane, you know, James Stevens are the underdogs. And I suppose no matter what team in the country you put them against, up against Ballet Hill, they're going to be underdogs considering their form of recent and, and their history. So, But I suppose if you do look back over the last number of years, and particularly if you make reference to the county semi final a couple of years ago, you know, James Stevens wouldn't have any hang-ups on Ballahale where some other cl- uh, clubs would. You know, there would be a belief within the club and uh, the senior team that, you know, on, a, on any given day if we perform, that we'd be there thereabouts. And I, I believe that that's still ingrained in this group. And, um, you know, we've had a rocky start to the year with the league being very, uh, very poor. But, you know, that first round game against Liz Downey, the, the lads just dug out a really big performance, a really work, workman-like performance, and then followed it up with some really good, strong performances against Venice Bridge, who were highly fancied, and then the Dixborough team. So the team is on a, on a definitely an upward trend. Confidence is high. 
the, the team is very settled now and has a very settled approach to it and some of our big, big key players are in top form so you know although we'll be underdogs uh, the team will very much relish this challenge against a very fancy pot of hail but you know they'll have a right cut off it and you mentioned there as well the, the, the tough start only the one win over Ballycallan and then the turnaround since Linsdowney how have they turned their form around so much in such a short period of time yeah, I suppose confidence is a huge thing from a chain. And I suppose you go back maybe five, six years when there was a lot of the guys still involved in us, namely said the same thing actually happened. We ran through all the league. We actually didn't get one win. And we had Muckley in a first-round relegation, which was similar to the down again this year. We dug out performance. And that just gave the team a great springboard, great momentum and confidence. And we went from there all the way to a county final. So it's not... It's not unusual for this group for this to happen for. Um, and, you know, the same thing has happened. It's just confidence, it's belief. And the team has had some kind of structural changes from, we say, earlier in the league. And there's a very much balanced approach with King Kenny is now back at centre-back, which kind of gives a better better shape to the team. But I, I would say particularly our defence has been really, really strong the last couple of games. Uh, you know, Luke Scanlon being positioned in the full forward line has offered that threat inside. Tied the wires in some really great thing of form. Connor Brown has been very industrious in the middle of the field. So I think they've just landed on the best 15. The team is in really good form, really good uh, 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 confidence is very high. And you could see in the latter stage of the league, like really good hurlers just making simple mistakes. And it was just purely down to confidence and kind of stuck in a rut. So they slowly turned that around. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned Keane Kenny there now going back to centre-back, which was a, a big change. But someone that I hear a lot of from Village fans, and I'm glad that you said as well, that is an industrial performance from Connor Brown, because maybe he doesn't get the points that some people expect him to get the points and stuff. Just how much value does he add to that team? Well, he offers huge athleticism and physicality in the middle third. You know, extremely fit guy, covers a lot of ground, and we'll, we will that would be so valuable the, week, uh, the weekend against the Spada Hill team. Um, but you know he's, he's a key guy um, as is all the county lads but I suppose I've been really really uh, impressed with performances particularly for our, our two cornerbacks uh, in Shane Dunne and Luke Murphy who've been outstanding the last couple of games have picked up some key guys in Kieran Brennan for Dennis Bridge Bill Sheen has been picked up um, and they've been absolutely outstanding and going into against a Balahiri team with a forward line of Colin Fenley TJ Reid Adrian Mullen uh, um, Joe Cody Owen Cody that is possibly going to be the key area where this game is going to be won and lost. And for the first time ever, the village six backs look really solid, look really strong. And that, that will give you confidence that, look, we can really, really go up at Ballet the weekend uh, with, with the, the level of performances of our six backs. You mentioned there the, the, the names in the Shamrocks team and an illustrious group of players, there's no doubt. They're going for five in a row. But you faced the team that won four consecutive titles between 06 and 09. Is that team that you faced every bit as good as the team, if not better? Yeah, it, 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 it is. Which one is better? Look, you're, you're picking on hairs. Like, you go back to that team, the main men then were Henry, were TJ... Owen Reid was still knocking about. Um, you know, uh, it, it's changed now. The, the main guard for this team now are probably Owen Cody and Adrian Mullen and TJ and Colin are probably, I know this is scary to say, are probably supplements to those two main guys. So the guard has changed as regards the main leaders of this group. But by God, they, they just keep unearthing talent. Richie Reid is now centre-back. Joey Holden's back, full-back. There's some new guys in young Sharkle and young Corcoran's in defence. So they just keep rolling these guys out, but they're every bit as good. Could be, could be actually even better than that team that we faced back that did four in a row. Look, they're going for five in a row the weekend. 
So what to say that they're not even better? So it's 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 you know it's it's kind of scary when you think the longevity of this team, how many club all Irelands they've been in, and they just keep doing it year after year. I, look, I suppose there's a kind of a bit of an anger probably about them with how they've lost the club all Ireland last year, and are probably anxious to put that put that to bed um, this Sunday and get the first bit of silverware that they can. Yeah, I was speaking to James O'Connor there recently. You can still tell that the hurt is in his voice from that Ballygunner game. Going back then again to oh six oh nine, and they were going for the four four in a row, and then he came along in two thousand eleven, playing pretty much the same team that would have won that four in a row. How mentally would you prepare to be going up against such a dominant side? Yeah, I suppose back then we'd Niall Rigney managed, and, and we we just kind of forgot about Ballahill and just said, look, we know Ballahill are a really good team. But all we can really do is focus on ourselves and get our performance to as high a level as possible and see where that takes us. Um, and the first day it took us to almost within winning us when they got a, a, a dubious enough last-minute free to draw and everyone kind of thought our chance was gone. But, you know, we circled the wagons and we said, look, we can go toe-to-toe with these guys. We're every bit as good as them. And we came back the second day and we beat them by eight points. So the mentality was one of we believed, first of all, that we were every bit as good as them. And then we just trained really, really hard. We focused on our performance. We got our matchups that right day, that day, which were key. Uh, and we just got the job done. So with this Ballahill team, a lot of things have to come together. You have to get your matchups right. You have to get your work rate right. You have to get your performance at a really high level. And then you give yourself an opportunity to really go at them. Um, but, you know, as I say, that's a lot. That's very much, it's easy to say that doing that and executing it in, in, in Nolan Park uh, on half two on Sunday is a different ball game. And are these games primed for, say, one individual to stand out? Going into that game back in 2011, Henry Shefflin was the top scorer of the championship, was still, come the end of it, the top scorer of the championship. But the performance from Owen Larkin that day is what sticks out in my mind. Are games like this set up for, I know you need the whole team behind him, but is it set up for someone to literally grab it by the scruff of the neck and go, right, this is coming home to us? One person can 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 have that performance, and I know Larkin that day was unbelievable. He he practically won it for us. Um, but I suppose I would look at that team a little different to uh, to this team. I suppose it was kind of on Owen Larkin a lot of it to do the heavy lifting, and he did it. I would look at this our village team probably be a bit better of a spread as regards the responsibility. So I would expect more of a. We don't we don't have an on Larkin now, but we have some really talented guys, particularly in our forward line of Tyke the Wire, of Nile Brazel, of Matthew Root and that. So I would be hopeful that it'd be more of a, a spread of the load of lads stepping up and really showing some big leadership uh, the weekend to put us in a position to, to get over the line. It's been 11 years now since the village have won the county championship, your ninth Tom Walsh Cup. That's a long gap for a team with such rich history. From your perspective, Jackie, why do you think there has been a bit of a struggle to get over the line in recent years? The heartbreak against Dixborough in 2017, again in 2019 against Shamrocks as well, and then faltering at the semi-final stages the past two years against Shamrocks. Like, What do you think is behind that? Well, I'd say there's a couple of things. First of all, in, in, in the second county final, we've just come up against a, a really, really talented group and club in, in, in Ballahale who've been so dominant for possibly the best part of 10, 15 years. So that's one thing. And, and a lot of clubs probably would have a lot more county finals only for Ballahale. I'd say the second thing was, you know, we've just, we've lost two county finals, as, as you alluded, Dixburn 17 and Ballahale. But I suppose if we go back to the two county finals before that, we won them. So yeah. we've just, we just, we, we just haven't got over the line. So 
Um, I don't think there's anything really in that other than we've just come up against really good teams and in fairness to Dixburg they were the better team that day as well um, and our performance on both days probably wasn't up to scratch so it is all about peaking and getting that right performance on the big day so, so that's really where the focus will be for the group for the last two weeks and uh, just before I let you go Jackie as well it'd be remiss if I didn't ask you to pin your colours to the mast who are you seeing coming out as county champions come the end of the final whistle yeah, well, I, I suppose there's a couple of things that are in that. I, I, I did allude earlier, this James Stevens team will have no hang-ups on Ballahill. They will be very familiar with it. You look, Tyg the Wire, Connor Brown, Luke Scanlon was in with Kenny before, King Kenny. They know the Ballahill lads, as the Ballahill lads know that. But I just feel that the group is, is, is at a really good stage and a lot of lads who were probably struggling for far earlier in the year are really hurling really well. And, you know, I give the village a heads and vote. There might be a bit of biases in that, but I do believe there's there's a big performance coming in this James Stevens team uh, on Sunday. Well, hopefully so, hopefully so. My brother's on the panel as well. You might know him, Jamie. Uh, just uh, He'd be buzzing as well, as will the whole family and the whole village. Everybody if just really rallying behind you see the bunting up around Lockboy and so forth for it so it'll be a brilliant occasion what will be a good occasion as well is the junior final Jackie I know you were uh, involved in that this year and you have blacks and whites now going up against Wine Gap just quickly because I've taken up too much of your time what way do you see that going? Yeah look uh, yeah, I, I was obviously playing junior so I'm quite immersed in it and I suppose the exciting semi-finals my god the junior championship has really delivered when you think of the heartbreak for Dixborough last weekend, getting beaten by penalties, uh, by Wine Gap. Um, you know, and I listened to it on the radio, wasn't at it, but it seemed to be that Wine Gap seemed to be just marginally the better team, but that, you know, to lose on penalties in the county semi final is heartbreak. And then I, I got the t- I caught the tail end of the second semi final last weekend when I went in. Uh, you know, and what an exciting finish. It was kind of like a smash and, and, and grab job from from blacks and whites uh, over Pilsound, but look, they're there on mirrors. You know, I, I would marginally give 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 a, a, a nod to Wine Gap. They seem to have a really good year. They've been building steadily all the way through through the um, the Section A uh, part of their group, and they seem in, in good form. But you know, blacks and whites, you know, they, they're they're on mirrors. They're coming in probably as underdogs, but you know, I, I just think Wine Gap might get over the line. Jackie, thank you so much uh, for being so forthcoming with your time. We wish you the best, and hopefully, you'll enjoy the county final on Sunday. Great stuff. Thanks a million, Shane. Cheers. Jackie Terrell, Kilkenny legend, speaking with us here on Scoreline in our build-up to the county final. Jane Stevens versus Shamrocks. Don't go anywhere. Welcome back to Scoreline. Now, I'm delighted to be able to continue the build-up to tomorrow's county final. Of course, it is James Stevens and Shamrocks. But I'm now joined by the man who was in charge of the village when they last won the county championships 11 years ago, Niall Rigney. Niall, thanks very much for taking the call. No problem, Shane. You're more than welcome. I was listening back, I'm from James Stevens myself, I was listening back to the 2011 commentary and just what a moment it was and what a performance by Owen Larkin. Would you look back on that fondly yourself? I'd imagine you would. I would, Shane, yeah. Um, I suppose when you're in the moment, it's it's, it's very different, you know. And But I suppose, you know, in time, you know, looking back at it in time itself, as was you just mentioned him there himself, Owen, uh, it was just an incredible performance from him. Uh, but, you know, overall, it was a great performance, a great victory for the club. Uh, surprisingly, they haven't won it since, since 11, to be honest, for a team or a club like the Village. Um, but, yeah, look, certainly Owen's performance that day was just incredible, scoring 1-11 against uh, 
mighty shamrocks as well at the time. And, you know, it was just it was just a brilliant all-around performance. Great day for the club, as I said, and just a brilliant performance by own. And what, what did you instil in the lads before that game? Because the current village players are probably coming into a very similar situation, a very dominant Shamrock side. Shamrocks are going for four in a row. They were going for five in a row there back in 06, 09, and then obviously you played them in 2011. But what did you instill in the guys back then to make them believe that this was possible, going up against such a, such a dominant side? Um, but to be honest with you, uh, Shane, look, I think what a lot of people need to realise too, I suppose at that time, um, like the village had just they had won the All Ireland Club like, like six years earlier. Yeah. You know, there was a lot of there was a lot of players still around, you know, Donica Cody, Jackie obviously, uh Owen, Philly, lads like that. They were they were all still there uh in eleven when, when I came in and look they they knew how to win county championships. They had beaten the Shamrocks uh in two county finals. And, you know, they, that wouldn't have really bothered uh, a lot of the village lads. And I don't think it's any different tomorrow, to be honest with you, Shane. But like, what, what we instilled was, was basically we, we just had a savage uh, work rate. That was, that was the one thing that we just looked for. Look, we, we hit a couple of potholes that, that year uh, in the league. Uh, the Colmer, Colmer turned us over out in Jenkinstown. It was the, it was the only game we lost by the league final. To the Shamrocks, I think the Shamrocks Shane beat us by I, today. I probably remember most. It's probably the reason I didn't look back and think it was the reason we probably won the championship. Was we played uh, the Shamrocks on a Saturday afternoon in 2011, one September, a couple of weeks after Kilkenny Beast taping the All Ireland, and the Shamrocks were minus Henry, and we had everybody bar Danica and. The Shamrocks beat the village by 18 points that Saturday afternoon. They just trimmed it. And, you know, it was a serious eye-opener for us uh, in relation to the style that we were playing. And we just weren't working hard enough. And, look, we just... That was our focus, complete focus, that no matter what our work rate was going, it would ne- never be questioned from that day on. And eight weeks later, we, we beat the Shamrocks in the county final by eight points. A kind of like a motivation factor as well, and what 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 kind of really rings true is that it went to a replay, and no heads were kind of dropped or anything like that because it went to a replay. They just out of the gate from the start, it was just a classic match to think back on. Well, it was Shane. I I, I actually remember vividly. I remember uh, first of all, Shane. I don't think the the first county final, the, the draw match, should have been played. I think the conditions were horrendous that day. I don't, I've never never witnessed conditions like it. Mm. But anyway, I went ahead and uh, in a very low score, and I can't remember. So I think it was to point in the draw match, obviously. I don't think the Shamrock scored maybe nine or ten points, I think, one, seven, I think, to ourselves. Something along those lines. But anyway, we, when we left Nolan Park that day, we went back up to Larchfield, and I just remarked to the lads that everybody in the club, they didn't mean any harm by it. They didn't think, but it was all sort of hard luck and you know, you were unlucky. And like, I just got the lads together after the game in Larch and I just sat them down and said, everybody here thinks you've been beaten. Like I said, we're, we're still in this championship, you know. And if I, may, I remember Adrian Finan, who was with me at the time, Adrian said, if we have to come back here for the next three or four Sundays, that's what we do until we win this. And that's what we done. We just, we, we regrouped the lads, we got them refocused. And I remember we went on to Tin Ryland that Wednesday night uh, before the replay, 
we only trained for 40 minutes the whole week uh, going into the replay and we just had a brilliant 40 minutes on Tin Riley with a great laugh and a, just did it was so at ease and we I just knew that night leaving Tin Riley that we were going to win I just I just sensed it in the lads themselves and you know they were just brilliant uh, to go and get the win and play the way they did in the replay Brilliant, yeah. I think I think the first game I think was one eight to eleven points or something, and then sure yeah, didn't Larkin go and <laughs> go and surpass that. Then in the next game, um, yeah. now just coming in th- then to present time, you've witnessed the Shamrock firsthand in this year's league campaign. For our listeners who may only heard the results on the radio or by speaking to other people, how good of a team is this? How how do you prepare as the Aaron Owen manager for Shamrocks? Um. Well, look, yeah, I have first-hand experience, but I've watched them a good bit outside of that as well, Shane. And look, there's nobody under any illusions here. They're, they're a serious, serious outfit. You know, they're very, very good. But look, I think, Shane, I, I, I would have said it a lot of times too, and you know, being from Leash, I suppose a lot of people might sound surprised, but look, any team can be beaten in any given day. Mm. You know, if that team is not right, you know, and if they're not allowed to perform, and, you know, uh, the big thing... You know, that the village need to do tomorrow, Shane, is for me, they, they just need to get, they need to get their matchups right, number one. Um, who's picking who? Who's going to pick on Cody, Adrian Mullen? You know, is Richie Reid going to be allowed to sit back in the D as he does uh, a lot of times, as he did against Tullerone, surprisingly, in the semi-final, and was just able to play so much ball at ease? If the village allow that happen and they don't get their matchups right, the village could be in trouble earlier on. Um, but, you know, if they do get it right, and you know, I just saw that myself in the league this year. They beat us by two points, twenty-two points to twenty, and a minute into injury time, we were a pint ahead, and we just maybe we just lacked a little bit of experience, former in how to finish out the game. A couple of fuckouts went astray, and you know, maybe the wrong options at the wrong time. But you know, they are a serious, serious outfit. But they're beatable. You know, every team is beatable, Shane. You know, and. I just saw the odds this morning. I'm not a betting man by any means, but I saw the odds this morning and going by them, you would hardly think the village should show up. I mean, Shamrocks are 1-7 to win this game and the village are 5-1. to one. Yeah. Draw is 14-1. to one. So it's incredible odds for a two-horse race. Look, the, the village can't just play on that or use anything like that. They have to have everything right. There's five or six things they need to have right. And if they do, uh, they're in with a, they have a serious opportunity also of winning this game. There's a story that kind of in the background of the whole James Stevens stuff, um, and it's a story that we kind of try to stay away from because it seems to be a bit. Of, it's the easy thing to go to, but I thought you'd be the man to ask because you're the manager. When you have someone with the prestige and the history of Brian Cody coming into that setup, someone like Seamus Dwyer, how does he react to that? Because we've seen a massive kind of change from the league campaign where they only had the one win, and then after the Liz Downey game going up against Bennisbridge and Dixborough, just a complete change of direction for the Shamra or for James Stevens. How much of an effect would Brian Cody have in the background on a manager if you were in the managing chair and then how does that pass on to the, the rest of the team? Well personally Shane I think it's a great thing to be honest. I mean if you have a like everybody knows and Brian knows himself and everybody in Kilkenny knows, particularly in the village and right around Kilkenny and right around Ireland, Brian Cody be the first person to say that he's a village man first. You know, and if you have a person of Brian's experience, his passion and his, his want and his desire uh, that shows in his family and his sons and Elsie, his wife, and 
you know, those people are just incredibly uh, massive village people. And if you have a person like that in Brian, why not utilize that? Why not look uh, to have somebody like Brian on your side? Yeah, the village were struggling in, in the league. And when Brian came in, obviously, he just, you know, his presence alone, um, the fact that he's such a village man, such a proud village man, that would have given a little pep in the step maybe to some of the players also, you know, and I just think to me it was a, it was a, it's a great thing to have and, and why not utilise it, Shane? I mean, if I was in that position and I saw Brian sitting there or standing there on the sideline, you know, would you rather have him sitting in the stand or standing beside you? You know, I mean, uh, to me it's a no-brainer and it certainly has proved its worth uh, by Brian joining Seamus and... You know, it, it's, a, it's a great bonus for the village to have somebody like Brian, his experience alone. And like I said, just the fact that he's such a proud village man. You know, this, this is a huge day for him also, uh, Shane. You know, I mean, I've followed Brian a lot. You know, um, when I went to the village in 11, it was true, Brian, that I, I went there. And I would have watched the village going back into the 90s, myself. And, you know, this is the first time I think Shane Brian has been on a village sideline in the county final since 1996 when Goran beat him uh, in a replay when he was the manager then with fans and you know uh, this would be a big day for him also and he, the fact that his son is captain you know that will be a huge day for the Cody family and you know without get, not getting away from your question Shane but to me it's a no-brainer in relation to having Brian there I'd rather have him with me than, than sitting behind me no, oh, it's absolutely amazing to to get the insight. You'd you'd forget about the the nineteen ninety six final where he was in charge because it does uh, seem like so long ago. You're showing my age there, Shane. That's all that is. <laughs> <laughs> well, Lyle, it's been absolutely brilliant talking to you. I was going to ask you what is the the week leading into a county final like for a manager and a backroom team, but you kind of alluded to it earlier when you were talking about two thousand and eleven, and you tried to emanate this kind of calm approach to it, only training for the forty minutes, as you said. Is, would that be key to the lads not putting too much pressure on them because you're going to have various people trying to get in contact with you you're going to have the media like ourselves trying to get in contact with you asking yeah. for words you know there's a lot of noise happening in your ears what, what, what's the yeah. advice uh, would have been the advice to these players leading up to it um, well less is more I would always say anyway Shane you know I mean a lot of people think we you, you push them hard a week of games you don't I mean freshness is the key for me I would have always said that but you know, to be bouncing on the day of the game is the most important thing. It's not going to make any difference what you do the week of the game. You know, the, the lads are ready. You know, so it's just a matter of killing time and, you know, maybe going off for a swim, keeping, it, keeping it the media away, keeping the, getting away from the families, getting away from their friends. and You know, just being together and having a bit of fun. And, you know, all the work is done. So it's just a matter of being together and enjoying your moment together, all leading up to, you know, maybe 66 minutes in total, 33 each half. And, you know, that you're ready for that battle, that you're ready, the bodies are ready, and it's just about getting the minds ready then and just going out and executing that and just see where it brings you. You know, it's a great day. You know, how many how many more opportunities will some of the, these players get to play in the county final? You know, that who would have said the village would have been in the county final uh, eight weeks ago, six weeks ago, four weeks ago, and not too many, to be fair. So... You know, it's a huge day for them and it's, it's a brilliant day. But you want to be looking back at it in Shane and saying that you've won. You know, they're great. Like, I lost seven county finals as a player, you know, but I've won eight uh, being a player and a manager and there's, there's a serious difference, you know, and nobody wants to be in that losing dressing room. So it's, it's a great opportunity and 
they should go after taking the ball hands when it's there. There's two teams left in the championship and right now the village are, you know, they're in the top two in the county. So it's a great opportunity for them to go at it. Not given a chance. So let's just throw everything they can at them within reason, know their, know their roles and just go out and try and execute the game. And the enjoyment is in the winning. It's not in during the game. There's no enjoyment in that. The enjoyment will only be when you win the game. Niall, thanks very much for being so gracious with your time. There's just one more question that I'd like to ask you, considering that you talked about keeping the, the atmosphere positive, keeping it relaxed. Because James Stevens have had that two-week break from the Dixborough game, and yeah. Shamrocks are just coming fresh off their semi-final, does that, who does that benefit? Because you hear so many people going one way, going, oh, no, they're happy for the break, whereas then on the other side of things, no, they're, they're fresh after playing a tough game. From your experience, who does that benefit? Um, if, if the Shamrocks got through the game against Tullerone, Shem, without any injury, I think it would benefit the Shamrocks, to be honest. You know, you can't yeah. beat the game, you know, and you can't beat the, the, the championship, the competitive edge, whereas the village maybe last Sunday, they might have had just a training session. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. Again, that comes back to the, the freshness and you're trying to kill the time, but if it was me, I would rather have had the game. Um, but look, it's 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 different horses for different courses, and but irrespective of that, Shane, that's just my opinion on it. But it, it's it's all about the mindset and the freshness of the body now. That's going to be the it's going to be the difference, you know. And we can talk about that all day. But the key thing here, Shane, for for the village, is to stay in the game as much as possible. Just stay in it, you know, and keep it as tight as possible. Make it ugly if need be, and just stay in the game. Don't give up an early goal, uh, and, and especially just after half-time. And do you know what? If they're, if they're in with a shout with 10 or 12 minutes to go, well, then they throw everything at it. But it's just important that they're in the game. That's, that's the most important thing, because a team like the Shamrocks will put you out of the game in five minutes. And so that's just my own opinion of it. Um, so, look, it's a great opportunity for them, and you know I, I'd like to see them do it. They haven't done it in 11 years. So... Hopefully they just focus the minds and the bodies have them right and really go at it. Well, thanks very much, Niall, for being so gracious with your time. Uh, we'll hope to be seeing you there at Nolan Park. But uh, for now, thanks very much for talking to us. No problem, Shane. You're more than welcome. Thank Na- you. Niall Rigney, current Aaron's own manager and the last manager to win the Tom Walsh Cup with the Village. Lots more still to come here on Scoreline. Now, as we look ahead to Sunday's county final between champions Ballyhale Shamrocks and James Stevens, I'm delighted to be joined on the line by the man who led Shamrocks to their last two county titles, James O'Connor. James, how are you, sir? Great, Chad. Over the last few years, there have been some great games between Shamrocks and James Stevens in the latter stages of the championship, with Shamrocks coming out on top of the ones that you were involved in. Despite that, how tough an opponent are James Stevens for Shamrocks? Um, oh, look, Shane, you know, the village would be a very strong opponent any day you go out in championship hurling. Um, and there'd be great rivalry between both clubs as well. Like the two years that I spent uh, with the Shamrocks, uh, I'd have to say, you know, the village are always a worthy opponent every day you went out. And, uh, you know, there'd be very little between the teams any day. You were in charge for the 2020 and 2021 successes, and now they're going for five in a row. How special of a group of players are we looking at here? Because dominance in the club game is so difficult to achieve, and they're on the cusp of yet more history. 
Look, I always said when, when training the Shamrocks, you know, I think I'll never train a club team as good as the Shamrocks ever again. They're a unique bunch of players, Shane. Um, the hunger and the will that's there is unbelievable. Um, and look, they keep producing it year in, year out, which is very hard for any club team to do. And there's all, look, there's only very few teams in the country that can do that. And managing the Shamrocks, is there pressure that comes with that because of their history, because of their history of winning over the last 50 years, especially in recent times? Look, of course there would be. Um, look, when you train the, the Shamrocks, number one, it's it's, it's a high-profile job. Um, but look, there's expectancy there, and you are expected, you know, to produce the goods every single day you go out. But um, look, in Kilkenny, that's hard to do, uh, as well we know, because you have four or five teams there, and there's only a puck of a ball, I suppose, a ball between any one of them, really, you know. Your successor, Pat Hoban, has picked up from where you left off and in some ways he's now in a similar position that you were in when you first started because they were county champions at the time and you continue that success. Did you change much at that time? No, look, uh, as I always say, like you know, there's no need to go ma- making massive changes uh, in something that's you know working really well. Um, look, every manager will put his own stamp on it, uh, Shane, as well, you know. And um, you know, I look at maybe doing different bits of things, but in general, everything stays the same. And the Shamrocks are a unique kind of bunched in as well that you know they have a style of play, and you know. Once you're in there for a couple of months, you'll get to see it and, uh, you know, you won't go changing a whole lot in there. It is a unique job in the sense that they're so used to success that when managers come in, they they rarely, if ever, are taking over a team who have struggled or have had a drought like we see with other clubs in Kilkenny and beyond. Yeah, well, look, you know, at my time when I went in there, you know, obviously I I knew their history and 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 the results they achieved uh, under the likes of uh, Henry. Um, and yes, look, it is it is a daunting uh, task, but like it's it, it's something that every manager you know wants to go in and match, you know go in and train a team of that quality because look, they're very rare uh, in at the club game. So look, to go in there, it is a real privilege to go in and train the Shamrocks. And James, you know these players better than most. Obviously, haven't managed them. If they perform as we know they can, to their full capabilities. Can the village stop them or will they just have too much? Look, the village are a very good team as well. And, uh, you know, over my two years inside there, I'd rate the village uh, very highly. Um, they're a really good hurling team, very similar to the Shamrocks in that way. Um, so, and the one thing I do know about uh, the village, they won't fear the Shamrocks either, you know. There's great rivalry between the two of them. Um, but like, it's the makings. For me, it's the makings of a really good county final. What is the culture then within the camp not maybe specifically the bunch of players James but also within the entire club because so many different teams and so many different players throughout the years have won with the Shamrocks yeah look when you win to the Shamrocks the one thing that you'll notice is that you know the, the whole community is involved uh, in the J club um, everything revolves around the J inside and the hurling uh, and they're kind of unique that you know no I know this is this is I suppose maybe for a lot of clubs in Kilkenny that they really concentrate on hurling you know um, but even to go down there any evening when I was down there you know you could see 10 or 15 young fellas playing in the field before you know we'd say while they'd be getting ready for training and the whole lot and there's a real culture there of you know young players coming in wanting to be the next uh, TJ Reid or Richie Reid or Colin Fenley so it's a real breeding ground uh, you know for you know I suppose a real young talent When we spoke to you last year James after everything that happened the heartbreak against Ballygunner you still said at that time it was the most enjoyable job you've ever had at that stage. Looking back, would you still say the same thing? 
Yeah, no, 100%. Um, I absolutely love my time at the Shamrocks, I'd have to say. Um, definitely the best experience I, I had over my career um, so far ma- um, managing club teams. Um, it's a job that, you know, look, you're dealing with the best of the players. You're probably dealing with a generation of players there, you know, with the likes of, of, of TJ and Colin and Joey there, like household names and players that, you know, that, that bring on younger players and are real stalwarts of the game as well. And Cork, as we're all well aware, a tremendous GAA culture. And me, also used to live in, in Middleton, as well aware that that's where you have ended up after your time with the Shamrocks. How have you found that, James? Yeah, look, uh, very good young uh, bunch of players. Um, the one thing I would say is, you know, to, to, to compare board is that, you know, you have a lot of... Uh, established leaders in 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 Ballyhale, where probably you wouldn't have it as much in Middleton, but they're a very young team. What you have in Middleton is a huge amount of numbers. Um, <clears throat> like they'd be very strong as well at intermediate and junior, um, and obviously at minor and all the way down long. So you have a real conveyor belt of players. It's just to get you know the 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 players to a kind of an age group that you know that you can push on to be winning counties. But look, M- Middleton's future is bright. There's no two ways about that. Well, we wish you continued success throughout your tenure in charge with Middleton. But I'm going to have to ask you to pin your colours to the mast. Who do you have on Sunday, Shamrocks or James Stevens? Ah, uh, look for me. I will say it's going to be a very tight game. I think it's going to be a great game of hurling, and I'm really looking forward to this one. But look, knowing the Shamrocks, being in there with them and training them. Um, I can only nail it on the Shamrocks I'll be honest with you I don't think there was ever any doubt in what you were going to say James thanks so much for being so gracious with your time and being a gentleman all throughout your tenure with the Shamrocks thanks for being a chat James O'Connor there ladies and gentlemen the last man to lead Shamrocks to a county title it wasn't that long ago to be fair lots more still to come here on a scoreline as we continue our build up to the county final And you're very welcome back to Friday Night Scoreline with myself, Eddie Scally, and we are keeping still all our attention on Sunday's Kilkenny Senior Hurling Final, and I'm delighted to be joined on the line for what will be more than likely the last time this year that me and Ronnie get to talk about Senior Hurling in Kilkenny, of course, Adrian Ronnie Ronan, he's been joining me every Friday night, so unless this game goes to replay, which I think you can't, Ronnie, this will be the last time we're talking about Senior Hurling this week. Well, yeah, it can go as far as I know. It's, it's not um, uh, extra time and finished on the day. That, that's what I'm led to believe. Um, that might upset some people. But, um, yeah, it's the penultimate stage in Kilkenny Senior Hurling. Uh, a great occasion for both teams. And hopefully hopefully, we'll get a, a bigger crowd at the games. Uh, last game's. Wharton uh, crowd wasn't wonderful so hopefully Kilkenny County Board can encourage more people to attend and we'll make it an exciting day out uh, I've been involved in a good few county finals over the years uh, as commentators as players uh, as player. so it's a special day in the calendar and everybody and anybody that's involved um, it's a special day to be involved in county finals from the from the referees to the umpires which well, we'd like to wish our own man Conor Ever and his team of umpires the best of luck as well we know referees are in the limelight, uh, Eddie, uh, in recent times and getting a lot of airplay, I wish them the best of luck as well. It's a special day for them, their first county final. Would you believe it's the first county final for some of the management team on both um, the village 
and would you believe on Valley Hill so special day for a lot of lads Yeah look earlier in the show today I spoke with with Pat Hoban who's managing Valley Hill obviously this is his first year in charge of Valley Hill and I spoke with Seamus Dwyer from the James Stevens camp and it's 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 James's he's been with James Stevens for a while but I'd say this is definitely his first final with James Stevens but the the lead up to a game like this, Ronnie, for for the likes of we'll we'll take the Ballyhale Shamrocks lads first. They're going for five in a row. Um, you know the way the history is there, they can level it with Tullerone. They can become the first ever Kilkenny hurling team to club team to win five in a row. Like as as a group of players, is that something? you think that comes into the conversation when they're talking or is it the only word you know you hear the cliche oh it's only this game this game is all that matters but is, is that really all that matters no look hey the match wasn't over two minutes last year's county final and I met a very prominent member of the Shamrocks uh, supporters and parents um, and his first uh, conversation two minutes after the game Eddie last year's county final next year's our 50th anniversary Next year we're going for five in a row and next year we're going for 20 titles. So it's definitely in the mindset of the Ballyhale Shamrocks men because they're just born winners. And that's what they've done all their life in their 50-year existence. It means it's an unbelievable club, an unbelievable um, success. And it's just bred into them. And this generation now are coming with a huge uh, mantle to earn that uh, five in a row. And they've come on the back of hearing stories about the great Shamrocks teams of the past and a lot of these lads their parents would have been involved certainly their uncles certainly their neighbours and they've lived and breathed success in that last 50 years and here they have a huge opportunity to be the most successful team over the last group of players and you must remember a lot of these players in particular I'm not sure how many exactly are actually physically going for five in a row medals um, so that's a huge honour for them as well so look when you think of all the great names of Hurling Valley Hill um, to answer your question is it mentioned it's not mentioned by the management team in the lead up to the match is it mentioned in the groups and pods of groups of players of course it is of course they know there's an opportunity here but they're trying to put it to the back of their mind it is the next match but they know quite clearly if there's one team that'd love to upset them it's James Stevens. Yeah just before I switch to James Stevens, I was actually just looking at, at the Valley Hill team that started the last day and I would at a guess I would say no more than seven of these guys are going for five in a row just just on age Ronnie more than, more than anything you know like I mean Adrian Mullen is surely not going for five senior titles in a row he's I I, I don't know he must be what 23 is what is he 23 he, is. he could be 23 uh, yeah yeah so but like the likes to say oh, night. Cody, so those young lads could be going they've they've arrived on the scene just at this particular stage so Cody own, own Cody um, Adrian Mullen they're all only, tw- only only 23 years of age and could be getting their fifth county final medal on the field of play unbelievable so for a 23 year old is unbelievable yeah for a 23 year old and then you have other players like that's before you mentioned TJ uh, Owen Reid who's the most who has the most is the most decorated player in the, in the Shamrocks panel he doesn't start this year he came on last year and he's the uh, one of the Reed brothers, of course. And Owen, or Rio as his name, he actually has more medals than TJ has, and Richie. So he's the most decorated of the of the Reed. So again, as I said, look, not taken from it, but it is an undercurrent and is a massive an opportunity uh, and a massive opportunity to create history. But at the end of the day, it's about this match and about this performance. And as we mentioned, and as we mentioned the last day, there were ten to one on the last day with the bookies, and how wrong the bookies got it because Tullerone were so close with a bit of luck Tullerone could have pulled it off and could have upset the odds so it's not a 10 to 1 game I'm not sure what the odds are this weekend 
but certainly I think this game is going to be a lot closer than people think and a lot closer than people might anticipate which won't come as a shock to you Ronnie was I did look at the prices and uh, mm-hmm. Ballyhill Shamrocks are 8 to 1 on this week so you have to put on 8 euro to win 1 euro it was 10 to 1 last week they've shortened a little bit I suppose or they've, they've, they've become more backable mm-hmm. which they're still unbackable but I, I did pose that to Seamus Dwyer earlier on and you know I'd said it to him about Ballyhale and the weight of it and I kind of got the feeling off of him he's not too bothered about them going for five in a row or them being eight to one on or anything like that I think you know I did say to him and I don't I hope he wasn't insulted by it but I did say to him if I'd asked him eight weeks ago would he be preparing for a county final this week would he have believed me and he said he most certainly would have and everybody in his group would have as well Mm, when I shave us and holidays in the summer in the sunny shores of Spain and we had a conversation at the early time and they were expecting because they had such a great last two years and the last two years they should have beaten the Shamrocks so uh, when I met Seamus in July they were very much focused and very much ready for an onslaught on, 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 on the senior championship but that all horribly went wrong in the month of uh, August for them they had a, a very poor uh, opening three matches had a very poor opening round as we know down in Greg Namana against Glenmore struggled against Greg Bally Cannon then struggled after that and ended up in relegation so look to think that before the played Liz Downey in the first round if you were asked any Bally, uh, asked any James Stevens man that there would be in a county final to take the hand off you they've had a brilliant uh, championship and that's what championship matters they've beaten uh, a lot of, in a lot of people's mind the uh, real contenders they've beaten the Borough in a, in a semi-final which a lot of people thought were one of the top teams for sure they've beaten the Bridge who had, were the league champion or the league runners up had a, an unbeaten record and they beat Liz Downey only marginally in the very first round Liz Downey had him down to a level game with 10 minutes to go so it's a great position for the uh, um, James Stevens men they're, they're coming into the game in a right bit of a form in a right with a right bit of momentum and nobody giving them a chance Bardak proved himself and they're, they're surrounded as we know by, by legends in the club by people that are winners over the years a lot of tremendous underage success however when you look back on their record like it's a long time in the James Stevens 2011 since they won the county final and they are hurting this year they had a few like they had a visions of winning that junior championship and going up intermediate and they might tell you different but that was unlucky not to be in a junior final you know it from Hurland Junior they were the team maybe that a lot of people were watching on the quite they had a very unfortunate final in the minor final you know and that's the, that they're the big competitions senior, junior and minor they're the three big competitions that they could uh, have achieved more in so they'll see this as a huge opportunity to maybe make up for the, those losses at junior and, in, and minor and again as I said um, eight to one on uh, Shamrocks for me is ridiculous, um, and I think you know as I said again, like the last day, and they're not taken from the Shamrocks performance. They're a wonderful team, a wonderful outfit, a wonderful parish, a wonderful group of players. But I give uh, James Stevens a great chance based on form, and and based on the fact that just the record in finals and their record against uh, Ballyhale is decent. Yeah, it's like Ronnie when you like. If I'd have said to you a couple of weeks back, and I, and I remember saying it to you early into the championship, and you'd said it to me, James Stevens will always be contenders. They're always going to be there, thereabouts. You know, they're not a team you can write off. But when you look at their team on paper as well, you know, they're, they're there on merit. They're there on the back of winning tough games and coming out the right side of it. Digsborough were were were, were my favourites for for much of the championship until they were until they were no longer in the championship. But you know, it's it's. 
it's it's kind of an O'Loughlin Gales, another team that you know the city teams everyone expected it, but that 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 James Stevens team, you know, players like Connor Brown and Keen Kenny, who are you know stalwarts in the Kenny Senior hurling panel at the moment, but then also Matty Root, Lukey Scanlon, um, the Brazil, like the, the, Brazil, the, of course. Yeah, they've, they've, they have quality club players all over the pitch. Yeah, and as you said, when when we were speaking about the championship all uh, during the summer. Uh, we did mention that the village weren't performing as they wished and they weren't as bad as people were uh, saying and they were short a few players they've now changed their team around Shane Dunne who's come into the backs he was playing in the forwards early in the round and he's he's full of beans and a very good defender Dean McCody plays at full back um, Keane Kenny's gone back centre back Brazil has gone up centre forward uh, they have a full forward line in my eyes in my eyes are a decent full forward line yes they're small but there's nothing wrong with a small man Eddie you're talking to one I'm talking to one there's nothing wrong with small men so they have as I said uh, Ty DeWire who I think is a, a wonderful club hurler uh, and a, a decent inter-county hurler of course they have Luke Scanlon and then they have young Ole Gintfine and there's, if they can get enough ball into them I think they can pose problems for James Stevens now the big or for the Shamrock the big thing is getting the ball in to those guys because yeah the Shamrocks have a decent full back line of course they have they have Joey holding back but to play Richie Reid in such a deep position as the sweeper and that's the big position for them if they can stop uh, Richie Reid from defending and having to sit back and try and make him come out and make him take on Brazil to create room inside if the boys get enough ball inside in the village full forward line then I think they can cause problems and as I said all year at different times of the year Ty Dwyer was missing Owen Gilfoyle was missing and Scanlon was missing they've been playing in the last two or three matches together and it's not by accident that the village got stronger when these lads have all been playing and available and those positional changes that the uh, village minor team have uh, made and of course the influence of Brian Cody of course involved those positional changes have all helped but again of course the Shamrocks are favourites everything will have to go right for the village and something will have to go wrong for the Shamrocks and if that happens well then they have a great chance but if Shamrocks turn up and play like the Shamrocks can do well then it's going to be a tough afternoon for the village Prediction Ronnie before I let you go yeah sure look the charity bet Eddie is the Shamrocks um, if you're doing a charity bet at all, as I said that's the easy one to go for the charity bet but if you're doing one and you're sitting on that high stool in, the, in John Street and you're wondering I'd love to do one just just to annoy everybody don't write off uh, the village but look certainly um, the charity bet is the Shamrocks again but marginally like it was against Tullerone as I said it was, I thought the bookies were very harsh in Tullerone I think they're very harsh in the village I think it'll be very close the weather will have a big part to play. If it's a lovely evening like this evening, yeah, then you give the Shamrocks every chance. If it's a tough afternoon and it's heavy rain, well, look, maybe, just maybe. But no, the Shamrocks have just enough players. Expecting a change or two, possibly there might be only down Brian Cody. Expect Paddy Mullen to come back into the team. That'll help uh, Ballyhale. The more Ballyhale are back, the better they'll be. They've been down a number of players all year. I think they'll only be short Brian Cody this week. And if that's the case, that means the Shamrocks are stronger. Are stronger. So Shamrocks by two or three points. And Ronnie, before I let you go myself, obviously Casey Law will be covering the game live on Sunday for those that can't make it into Nolan Park. I've been speaking to a few people who tell me that they tune in while they're in Nolan Park as well because they find it just as interesting to hear what's being said in the in the podium. Yourself and Taggy are on commentary duties from from the park on Sunday. For you yourself, like this is I I, I don't know is this your third or fourth senior county final to call the action for? 
I'm not too sure. It's only when I heard the scoreline going back to 2011, I realised it was involved then. So look, I'm involved in radio a long time, being a number one or a number two. But um, and as I said, I've thankfully played in a number of county finals. So look, as I said from the very beginning, special day. It's lovely to be involved. Um, it's lovely to have a grandstand view and call it as best we can. We enjoy it. Um, we are, as we call uh, ourselves, the number twos. Myself and Taggy, <laughs> Brendan Hennessy, and Mickey Welsh are the are the number one. We're blood subs. We don't mind being blood subs. We enjoy it. Brendan is not away. He's stunned himself. Mikey's not available. So look, we're we're happy to be uh, to bring call the action and see it as we see it. And sure, look for what people might think. We do have a bit of experience. We did play a little bit in our time, and we think we know a little bit about it. So. Hopefully that transcends on the radio and transcends the general public on the day. No, fingers crossed. And if you, if you and Taggy are the B team, poor old me and Robbie must be. I don't know what we'd need. We'd need a we need a bus crash to get in there. But sure, however, I can't wait. I'll be in Nolan Park on Sunday. I'm sure I'll be up giving out about your commentary. I'll be getting on to you, uh, putting a bit of pressure on you. Join but the gang, join the gang. <laughs> but look, Ronnie, I'm sure you're going to enjoy the game. I will see you Sunday, and I'm looking forward to hearing you call all the action. And look, the best of luck to you. Enjoy the weekend up until Sunday, and I can't. Can't wait to see you on Sunday. Good lad. Thanks, Eddie. Mind yourself. Bye bye. Thanks. And that is, of course, Adrian Ronnie Ronan. Ronnie will be calling all the action there with Taggy Fogarty from Sunday's senior county final in Nolan Park. We're going to take another ad break there. And when we come back, myself and Robbie might be having a quick chat about some songs that we shouldn't be singing. James Stevens 117 Shamrocks going for four in a row 220 Ballyhill Shamrocks have got out of jail it's a cruel blow to a hard working James Stevens team to be fair to James Stevens they notched up 115 but it was never going to be enough on a day like today Michael Shamrocks another title and the final whistle goes in Nolan Park and Ballyhill Shamrocks have won their 16th title their last was in 2014 they're now the 2018 champions and there is the final whistle and Dixborough are the county champions they've defeated James Stevens. the pitch has been invaded by Maroon and White Stevens 120 Valley Hills Shamrock's 15 points play is continuing but it's a victory parade and the James Stevens supporters are loving this one county champions in 1935 in 1937 in 1969 in 1975 in 1976 in 1981 in 2004 and now they can add to the 2005 title their last title 2011 The town end goal and James Stevens breaking away from their formation after a rendezvous. Side on the wire, man, a side goal shot here. Oh, what a finish! Oh, what a finish! Willie was part and parcel of it again, but Tyke has finished it to the back of the net. Is this to be a turning point? Ty goes wire. He ran and ran. Oh. Goal chance here. Yes. Oh, it's a goal for the bridge. We have some game of hurling now. Boarding handshakes all around, but it's James Stevens that advance and deservedly so to the St. Canis' Credit Union semi final in a four. Night's time. James Stevens 120, Bennett's Bridge 115. Ballyhale, Shamrocks, and Clara. And the rest, as we say, is Adrian Mullen. Goal for the Shamrocks. Fenley has it now outside the D. Fenley takes a man. Fenley puts it over the bar. Another score.
score for the Shamrocks. 1-11 to the Shamrocks. Six points to Clara. And they make it look so easy when they're in full flight. Fenley has a chance. Here it goes. A goal for the Shamrocks. But that was threatening. The big men of Colin Fenley and TJ Reid. Now Brown has it. This is the one we were talking about. Brown needs to carry it. Brown's on the 21. He's too far out. Goal for Brown. What a goal. Full time here in UPMC Nolan Park. Tolerone put up a tight and I'll be history. Yes, I will straight up leave your shit and you'll be the one who's left missing me. The great, great rivals to James Stevens and Village, and how much the Village lads love the Shamrocks, <laughs> and how much the Shamrocks love the Village. That's, That's a final that both teams will love. There's an undercurrent there because both teams, as I said, have a proud history. It's Shamrocks of Ballyhale going for five in a row in their 50th year of existence. But the Shamrocks men live on to meet their great rivals, James Stevens, next Sunday here in Nolan Park. The Senior Hurling Championship comes to a close on Sunday when either Ballyhale Shamrocks or James Stevens will take home the title. Tune in to KCL or on Sunday for full live commentary from UPMC Nolan Park. We'll have every second live on air and online from half two. That's the St. Canis's Credit Union Kilkenny Senior Hurling Championship Final. Ballyhale Shamrocks versus James Stevens. Live this Sunday on KCL or. With thanks to Jerry Comerford Drilling Limited. Well drilling services for residential, commercial and agricultural clients. JerryComerfordDrilling.ie <laughs> Check out, 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 check out,